1: Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to New Books and Fantasy, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. This is your host, Gabrielle Martin. Today I'm talking with Peng Shepard, the author of The Cartographers, a thriller about magic maps. Here's my review. Noel Young, a dedicated cartographer, once had it all. A dream job in a New York public library, a stylish boyfriend, Felix, who understood her obsession with maps, and a good salary as a researcher. Then she and her father, Dr. Young, the top scholar at the NYPL, had a fight about the importance of a find she discovered in a basement, and her dreams came crashing down. She lost Felix when her father fired him along with her. Seven years later, Nell is frumpy and depressed, working well below her aptitude when news arrives of her father's unexpected death at the library. While in his office, she comes across a secret hiding place for treasured items and is amazed to find one of the maps included in a box that provoked a fight. It's not one of the rare expensive maps, but rather a cheap common map from the 30s. It's not until she enters her find into the database That she realizes she may have the only surviving map of this edition. The others have all mysteriously disappeared. Soon she begins to wonder if her father might have been murdered over this cheap map. Much as Nell would like to solve this all by herself, she's forced to reach out for help. Could her parents' former friends and her estranged boyfriend Felix help her solve the mystery? Or will her questions draw the killer nearer? and put her new comrades in danger, this thriller with a touch of magic will acquaint you with the real-world concept of a phantom settlement and make you see the New York Public Library in a new light. We'll start off this podcast with a reading from Pink Shepard before I put her on the air to answer some questions about the book.
2: I'm going to read to you from uh, near the beginning of the book. And I think the only thing you need to know is that Nell and her father, Dr. Young, are both cartographers. They've been estranged for about seven years. And Dr. Young has just died. uh, And he was found in his office at the New York Public Library. And Nell is there uh, at his desk talking to the police. The library's back offices swirled quietly around Nell as she sat huddled on the edge of her father's desk. Librarians were finally getting to work in their cubicles, turning on their computers and shuffling through their mail. And past the staff door, patrons were browsing the stacks and choosing seats at reading tables, clicking on lamps and pulling out notebooks and flipping pages. Children were running through aisles and sneaking around the lobby. Taxis were pulling up and dropping off passengers outside. Nell tried to think about all of it out there, and nothing in here. Gradually, she realized her hand was resting on the corner of the desk where the hidden lock was. Ever dramatic, her father long ago had a secret compartment built into his desk that only he and she knew about. He kept especially valuable maps inside while working on them for security's sake, he'd said, even though the NYPL had never been robbed in the history of its existence. But when Nell was young, and he'd been a slightly gentler version of himself, he had hidden little notes to her in there as well, and she would reply with childish drawings of maps she'd copied or created herself. All she had to do was push her index finger forward a little bit. The dullest, quietest thud told her the compartment had opened. Slowly, without moving anything but her hand, Nell reached inside.
1: Hi, everyone. I've got Peng Shepard on the air to discuss her new novel, The Cartographers. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're quite welcome. So we're going to start off with the questions. Uh, Maps. Maps delineate the world around us, ordering geography and helping us make sense of things and find directions. Can they also help us find things we're unaware of?
0: Uh. Yes, absolutely. I think they can. Um, the um, the interesting thing about maps is that even though they are um, you know, pictures of places, they're also uh, created by people. And so I think that um, you know, all maps tell a story uh, because they're mm-hmm. they're made by people. and so the map, you could just be, um, you know, checking for something as simple as the quickest route to and from a place you're trying to get but there's so much more under the surface in just that simple route and um, and so if you look closely you know you can see uh, so much more than might just meet the eye at first.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Um, and the maps in your book, and I'm sure in reality are kept in the New York Public Library, I think one of the motifs in a story could be coming home and finding family because there are many references to that library being such a familiar place. It feels like home to Nell and to her ex-boyfriend Felix. People like Swan, who works there, he's like a second father to her. And Felix has come to feel the same way about his new co workers at Haberson Industries. So, what happens when one's work becomes like one's home and other employees become like family?
0: Is that a good thing? I think that it can be a good thing, especially if you are really passionate about the work you're doing, uh, and then, you know, your coworkers are just as passionate as you. It can really start to feel, like you said, like a family or, um, you know, your your coworkers could become more than just colleagues. They could become really close friends or even best friends. Mm-hmm. And so that's the good side of it. But the um, potentially, uh, you know, maybe unhealthy or even dangerous side of that is that, if you uh, go down that road too far, which is what happens to some of the characters in the book, your um, your passion can become kind of an obsession and uh, if you know the stakes are too high, you might end up in competition with the people that you once trusted or you might start keeping secrets from each other, or even betray each other.
1: Right, right. Uh, in old movies like the Maltese Falcon treasure becomes something that destroys people's lives, setting them up against each other and causing distrust and resentment to spring up. And you've been talking about how a close group of friends, how that can really enrich someone's life if the passions are shared. But it can also cause problems if competition arises. Now, in the course of your book, we find out There is a mysterious discovery. I'm not going to go too much into that. You'll just have to read the book, folks. But this uh, mysterious discovery influences Nell's parents and her group of friends at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, How does it change their lives?
0: Well, it's, um, yeah, let me see if I can talk about it without spoiling too much. Right. Uh, So, yeah. So what ends up happening is there is a group of friends, uh, and they're they're all um, cartography scholars, and they end up in possession of a map, and they discover um, an error or an anomaly kind of on this map. And as far as they can tell, they're the only ones that know about this anomaly. And so they end up um, trying to come up with, uh, like like they decide that they're going to try to do something with this anomaly mm-hmm. and so it's the race to um, make something out of it before anyone else in the field realizes what they've also realized and so it's um, I think it's a little bit different than the Maltese Falcon in that it ends up being that all of the friends in this group they they have different ideas about what they want to do with it and so that's where the distrust and the secrets start to come from because some people want To keep it a secret, some people want to uh, almost try to erase it, or or um, you know make it so that it doesn't exist anymore. Some of them want to share it with the world, and others want to try to use it for uh, you know either reputational or financial gain. And so they're all sharing the same secret but it's what they want to do with it and the different ways that they want to use it, that causes all the tension.
1: Right. So competition is just a small part of it for those people who want to use it for financial gain, but actually it comes, uh, it becomes more a matter of what people's idea is, how this should be best used.
0: Yeah. And I think it also ends up being kind of a metaphor for their friendship and for their group. And so, It's not just about what do we do with this thing that we've discovered, but it also is about, you know, what is this, what we do with it will change our friendship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, is that, you know, is that worth the sacrifice or the damage?
1: Well, we've been talking about Nell's parents, uh, Tamara Young and her father, Dr. Young. Uh, She shares a trait. Or probably a few traits with her parents. Uh, there's one in particular I'm thinking of. And does this trait make her life easier or harder?
0: Uh, well, the, the trait that I think that Nell shares with uh, both of her parents is stubbornness. That's mm-hmm. the one that, um, yeah. And I think that in, uh, in the story, a lot of times it serves all three of them very well because cartography is, um, you know, a it's a very difficult field. It requires, um, you know, so much research and so much math and so much precision. And so somebody who isn't, you know, extremely dedicated and extremely stubborn, um, they're not really going to succeed in that field the way they could if they were more driven. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I think especially in Nell's father's case and in Nell's case, sometimes they're so stubborn that they fail to see other things around them that, um, you know could start to be threatening to them They they miss secrets that others are hiding from them Or they miss people that might be about to betray them Or you know are hiding things from them And so that's a danger for For Nell especially and also her father and mother
1: Yeah that stubbornness Can also Almost shade into obsession Like obsession with a goal To the exclusion of noticing other things And it seems to me Obsession is a recurring theme In the book Uh you were talking about what a difficult profession cartography is. Do you think there's something about it that attracts obsessive types of people?
0: Um, I, I mean, I think that anything can attract obsessive types. You know, you have um, obsessive readers or obsessive stamp collectors or mm-hmm. obsessive bird watchers. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's just... If you're, if you're the right kind of person and if maps fascinate you in that right kind of way, uh, but one thing that I do think is really uh, interesting about maps is that um, they are, uh, they can be collector's items the same way that famous works of art or famous books can be, but differently than, uh, you know, paintings by famous artists, there is often more than one copy of even the most famous of maps, and mm-hmm. so there's, Interesting thing that you share. If you if you manage to be a person who owns a copy of even a, a very very rare map, there might be one other person, or you know five or six other people out there that also own exact copies of this same map, and so it sort of puts you in almost like this secret little society with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, getting back to that uh, group of friends at the University of Wisconsin. Okay. Um, Tamara Young, Nell's mother was really expansive an artistic, friendly person her best friend Wally who we'll learn a lot about in the book he's an analytical careful, circumspect person and I noticed it's not just them, there's a continued pairing of the more reflective and analytical cartographer and the more artistically inclined one, uh, for instance it's reflected on Felix, too, and his relationship with Nell. Uh, Do you tend to agree with that, that there's kind of a pairing of the artistic one and the analytical one?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things that fascinates me the most about maps, because they are – they are both art and science at the same time. You know, they're, they're not just beautiful things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, although it is for them to be really beautiful and really detailed and have, you know, very, very um, pleasing designs, but they're also, on the other hand, not just pure, um, you know, measurements and mathematical calculations, although they also have to be incredibly detailed and accurate. And so they are... Um, you know they, they have to be both at once and you can't really have one without the other or it's not a map It's then just a piece of art or just a you know a spreadsheet of research and so it's just um, I really wanted to explore that relationship in the book because a lot of times the characters feel that one might be more important than mm-hmm. the other but they keep time and time again that you you can't have one without the other.
1: Well speaking of that group of friends uh, Tamara Young's friends You have a mystery. Your book starts off with kind of a mystery. There's the unexpected death of Dr. Young. And as we keep reading, we find out that the answer to the present mystery lies in the past. So you have several different narratives. You have Nell and Felix, and then you chose to give the Young's former friends from the university a chance to speak as well as a way of revealing the backstory. Just from a technical point of view, I wondered if you hit on the solution right away or if it was something that developed through different edits. And are you happy with the way it turned out?
0: Uh, yeah, I actually did not hit upon it right away. Uh, it was one of, I think, the last things that I figured out how to fit into place. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful because I really uh, I really do like the way that the story moves back and forth across time and kind of explores, um, you know, it's with two different groups of people as they each figure out the same mystery, but, you know, about 30 years apart. Mm-hmm. But I had the whole, I'd written the whole first draft and I'd even revised it a couple times and um i could just tell that the book it felt like it was missing something like it wasn't quite complete and i was talking about it with my editors and you know we were all agreeing like yes the the book is good but it it really does feel like there's this extra piece missing and the the book was actually supposed to come out last year at this time mm-hmm. but um Right. Before that, we, we were having a conversation and then I, I figured out what I thought it was, which was that it was missing this whole backstory of the past. And I said, OK, I, I think I've got it. Um, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to, you know, really, really help the story. But I need to rewrite about half the book. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, But they they were um, really excited about the idea, and uh, luckily we were able to push the book a year. And uh, so, yeah, that was some of the last stuff that I wrote, but it was uh, really fun to be able to do that because it felt like everything had finally fallen into place.
1: Right. Introducing backstory is such a problem for most authors when you have such a complex story with its roots in the past. So that did Mm -hmm. turn out really well. Uh, Getting back to maps... (laughs) So uh, you were talking before about how they combine artistic things and analytical things, how they represent both of those. And uh, in your book, you have a, a lot of different people talking about maps and what they can be. It can be a chance to express artistic talent, a quick way to find a nearby coffee shop, or a number of other things. Just tell us a few of the other things that you came up with in the book.
0: Um, well, they, uh, so going back to what I said earlier um, about how maps are, um, that, you know, they can be um, simple route finders, or they could be historical records, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, beautiful to hang on your wall. Um, at the heart of them, they they are all Stories in a way, you know, they tell what used to be there, what's there now. And um, as well as, you know, depending on what kind of a map it is, and depending on who drew it, it can also tell you even bigger things. Like if you look at a map of a disputed territory or a disputed border, depending on which country the map is from, the border might be in a different place, or the territory might be in a different color to say which country that map maker thought that that territory belonged to. Yeah, that's true. And so true. if you just, yeah, so if you just look at a map without knowing um, what the story is or who is telling the story, it may not be entirely true, mm-hmm. you know, that first and so it, um, you know, that's, I think it's one of the most fascinating things about maps is that even though they are very detailed and very precise and involve a lot of science and math. There's so much more to the story than you can see just by looking at it. And you have to know a lot about what math it is in order to, 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 you know, get the full picture or all of the secrets.
1: Get the context for it. Right. Well, what inspired Mm -hmm. the concept
0: for this novel? Uh, the novel is actually based on a true story and, uh, it's a, it's just, (laughs) it's an amazing, it's, it's unbelievable, except it is completely true. And, uh, it's uh so most of the time when you look at a map, you think that it's completely accurate because that's the whole point if if a map was not accurate you wouldn't be able to use it and find mm-hmm. your, you know find your way somewhere but uh it turns out that there is this long standing practice among cartographers of putting tiny little uh, i guess errors but they're on purpose into a map, and it's a way to protect your work from being stolen by other map makers because if you're you know, tiny little error, like you draw a mountain that isn't there, way off in the distance, or you add a dead end street where nobody's likely to mistake that and try to drive it. If you can prove that what you drew was an intentional error and it's on someone else's map, then they must have stolen your data because how else could it have gotten there if they Mm -hmm. had done their own survey work? And so in the early 1900s, there were a pair of map makers from a very small company, and they were convinced that all of the large companies were stealing data from them in order to, you know, speed up and cut corners. And so they planted a tiny town that doesn't exist <laughs> out in the countryside of upstate New York. And they they named it with a combination of their initials. So, you know, absolutely no way that this place is real. And they, they chose a place on purpose that was nothing but an empty field when they were on their surveys. And then about a year later, this tiny town turned up on all of their competitors' maps. And so they were you know, ah we've been stolen from and So they tried to sue all And they claimed that, you know, this town, they had made up this town, they had named it with a combination of their own initials. It was not real. So it proved that uh, the other companies had been stealing. And the other company said, actually, this real. And so they all drove out there with their lawyers and photographers to, uh, you know, take pictures of this empty countryside to say uh, that they'd been stolen from. And when they got there, there actually was... An entire small town with people living in it, with the exact name that they had made up, and so that—that's uh, the true story. That's where um, my story draws its inspiration from. I won't tell you the rest. No, you not read the book. <laughs> what a
1: story! Well, what, yeah, are you work- what are you working on these days?
0: Uh, I am about halfway through the first draft of my third book Mm -hmm. and uh, it's going pretty well I don't know if I can say anything about it yet but um, it's going well and I I hope to be able to um, update everybody soon
1: and uh, what's the best place for people to check for updates
0: Uh, you can find me on I have a website which is pongshepherd.com but I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and my handle is just my name in both of those places at Shepherd. Okay,
1: well, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with us today. Well, thank you so much. I had such a great time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to me today on the New Books Network in Fantasy. I've been talking to Peng Shepherd about The Cartographers, a thriller involving magical maps and old friends. Join me in April when I talk to Sarah Muller about The Bone Orchard, a chilly delight about an imprisoned necromancer and her creations. I'm your host, Gabrielle Martin. You can also follow me on Twitter to get updates about new podcasts and more at Gabrielle Author, G A B R I E L L E.